Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, November 3rd. Well, after watching his roster one final time, Titans general manager John Robinson decided it wasn't good enough. The Titans GM committed what some may classify as a Class A felony by stealing Chargers fourth-year cornerback Desmond King for a sixth-round draft pick on Monday. King should start immediately opposite of Malcolm Butler the second he steps foot into the facility and would, according to Pro Football Focus, immediately become the highest-rated active cornerback on the team. As a reminder, Adoree Jackson has not played a down this year and therefore is not rated. PFF isn't the end-all be-all of NFL talent evaluation, of course, but here are some numbers to consider. King is currently graded at 74 this year. For example, Jonathan Joseph, who was abused by Joe Burrow on Sunday, grades out as a 63.8. Last year, King finished with a 70.9 rating, but two years ago, he was the second highest rated cornerback in the entire NFL with a rating of 90.5. King was named a first-team All-Pro in just his second season that year. The new Titans cornerback was a fifth-round draft pick out of Iowa and is in the final year of his expiring rookie deal. He's good enough, cheap enough, and will have a long enough audition that re-signing King might have been part of John Robinson's plan all along. Only time will tell on that front. With the move, Robinson has shored up one of the biggest areas of concern for his team. And most importantly, he did so at a very low cost and with an upside player who could also help the team long term. Remember, the Titans can get out of the Malcolm Butler contract at the end of the season as well. This means that once healthy, the Titans cornerback depth chart could read as follows. Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Desmond King, and Christian Fulton. Instead of, say, Malcolm Butler, Jonathan Joseph, Ty Smith, and Kareem Orr, like it was on Sunday in the loss to Cincinnati. The acquisition of King significantly improves the Titans' secondary. There's no question about it. And it does help mitigate some other issues, like giving the defensive front a little bit more time to get to the quarterback. But it does not solve everything. Like, say, should there be a defensive coordinator on the staff? So the Titans' defense isn't good, and many are pointing to and asking Mike Vrabel if this specifically is a function of the fact that the team doesn't technically have an official defensive coordinator. Here was the coach's answer on Monday when asked if not having a coordinator is having an impact on the team. I would say that that's not that's not a factor. I'm positive that that's not that's not a factor. You know, we, we have to uh, continue to coach better and play better, but I, I'm certain uh, that that's not uh, that's what leading to uh, you know us giving up points and, and us not getting off the field on third down. Why are you certain about that, Mike? Because I'm, I'm sitting there and I watch everything that we do. And, and I watch I watch the tape. I, I watch how we coach. And I watch how we practice. And I watch how we play, Joe. When pressed further, of course, Vrabel went on to clarify the defensive processes for any given week that they, that they meet, that Shane Bowen, the outside linebackers coach, and play caller on the defense organizes the meetings, that they divvy up responsibilities and are basically doing things exactly as they've been doing them in the past as far as developing and installing a game plan on defense. Here's the deal. Vrabel's totally right. It actually doesn't matter if someone on your staff has the title defensive coordinator or not. All that matters is if the work is getting done, and more importantly, how is the work getting done? You could hire four different assistants and call them whatever the hell you wanted to. You could have four co-defensive coordinators on a coaching staff if you want, because titles on the sideline don't matter to players on the field. 
What matters is if the people in those roles and doing those jobs are doing them as well as people in the past had done. Nobody on this coaching staff is on the same level as Dean Pease. If you want to look at what the issue is with the coaching staff, it's not the titles of the people working there. It may be some of the people that are working there. The actual individuals doing the job are not as good as Dean Pease. And really, very few are. Dean Pease is one of the great defensive coordinators of all time. So the question should not be, does not having a coordinator matter? The question is, is Shane Bowen doing a good enough job? Are you, Mike Vrabel, doing a good enough job? It's not about the title. It's about the people doing the work. And to top it all off, you've got an investment in pass rushers that aren't getting home. You've got a secondary that needed to be bolstered by a trade acquisition. You don't have Jarrell Casey, Logan Ryan. You don't have veteran leadership on this defense. There are a lot of issues that you can point to that Mike Vrabel maybe is responsible for on his defense. But let's be very clear. Whatever some guy's title is on the sideline or in the booth is not the issue. The issue is the work itself and the names of the people doing the work, not the title next to the name. The trade deadline is today. Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central Time, so keep an eye on John Robinson and the Titans. They still could have another move left, and so they may not be finished just yet, and it could make the team better. We shall see. The SEC fined Dan Mullen $25,000 and reprimanded the Florida coach for his role in the on-field brawl between Missouri and Florida at halftime last weekend. So if you're counting at home over the last few weeks, Dan Mullen has asked for the swamp to be packed, gotten COVID, his staff has gotten COVID, said it was, quote, unfortunate and disappointing that the SEC would give student-athletes the day off on Tuesday to go vote in the presidential election and instigated a brawl. None of that matters, of course, if you win by 24 points every weekend like he did against Missouri on Saturday. The Gators are a top-10 team, will face Georgia this weekend, and it's probably a good thing that Dan Mullen gets paid to design offensive football plays. Obviously, thank you guys for listening. Yes, today is election day. Please go vote if you have not had a chance to vote. It is America. It is a right and a privilege and an obligation, in my opinion, to go vote and be a part of the greatest democracy in the world. Please, please, please go vote. And, oh, by the way, maybe get along with each other and love each other while we're at it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, and subscribe. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, November 3rd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. Music.